hidden behind closed doors. This is Beardy Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Michael, what are we discussing today? We are discussing 1941's The Shanghai Gesture, Jason. What are we drinking? Today we're being sponsored by Angry Horse Brewing. They're East L.A. IPA, and they're out of Montebello. Is, is that East East L.A.? I mean, it's, it's East, East LA, L.A. IPA. Sometimes I think it's like the bottom part of San Gabriel Valley, but definitely it's usually associated that would make with sense, East L.A. When we, yeah. I went out there, contacted them. They were very receptive and welcoming. And on the way back, we went to Ogopogo, which is San Gabriel. San Gabriel. So it was so, kind of out there. Yeah. I it's always, one of those transition cities that... You know, it's all L.A. County, but how you define L.A. And County. it's funny you say that because when I was uh, speaking to the bartender, super nice, uh, I was asking her about it. It's the East L.A. and it's Montebello. And she said it's kind of like adjacent yeah. to East L.A. And I, any, and I still defer to you in terms and things of geology, geographic nature of this area. <laughs> Although I think the one time I got you was Farfield. They were down yeah. someplace like Palm or something. Yeah. Some odd place. When you get either. to the west side, I'm, I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad, bad idea. Bad. No, this is a this is a tasty. This is Cracker yeah. Jack, 7.2%. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much, Angry Horse. Thank you. Uh, you should get there. They're not too far from you. No. I mean, you're, you're, closer, you're closer than I uh, am. A lot closer. So, yeah, that would be worth a little journey down there. It was fun. It's a cool nice. little spot. They had some nice beers. Uh, you'll see. I'll put up, took a bunch of pictures of the Excellent. brewery. Very welcoming. Cool spot. Um, and, yes, this is my pick. Yes, so so why Shanghai Gesture? You know, because we do, you know, we're beer and bee movies, and it's a film noir. It's always under the film noir. It's one I was introduced to when I took a class. As I've said, we've talked about many times, I went to school and I took at least two classes about film noir. I love the style. And that was one I was introduced to at the time. Uh, and it was always mentioned as a film noir. I guess you could, are you kind of question it's bona fides. I, I did. I So it reminds me a little of The Locket, which is for some reason also considered a film noir, but there's a little melodrama to this. Yeah. It's, it's longer then you're, it seems longer than a typical film noir because there was some melodrama and some character building. Um, it's a nasty little movie. It though. is. There are so many noir qualities, and it has just a downer ending. It does a very which, downer Which is one, one of our things. You can't have an upbeat ending and be a film noir. No. And this has a pretty downbeat yeah. ending. Yeah, and ending, an ending there where I'm really like, I think when Polanski made Chinatown, he had seen this, and that... This, the very similar line at the end of Chinatown is very – the line that's given this at the very end um, is very similar line, you know. And But it's also done it a little like – We can't – I don't really feel comfortable <laughs> yeah. saying it because, because we'll just right off the top. It's 1941. There's just this casual racism that they probably didn't even think was racist. They do the, you know, mocking of the Asian accent. Yes. Uh, Ona Munson, who is fantastic, plays um, Mother Jin Slink, great name. She's a white woman playing a Chinese person. And there is just a lot of this. And one of the, the character you're talking about, yeah. he has the last line. Yeah. His character name is Cooley. 
We're going to call him, do we decide him? Or, or, you know, we could call him Moose, but I, I mean, we call him Moose because he was in Kiss Me. Uh, I think it was Kiss Me Deadly. He, we were trying to figure that yeah. out. You said Murder My Sweet. He no, was, he, in, he he was, was in Murder, Murder My, My Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He was in Murder My Sweet. He plays a heavy. Yeah. He's just got Mike, that. Mike Mazurki. He's got that face you don't want to show up at your door. Because that, you know what I mean? Because like, he's, he's the guy that's going, you owe me money. And he's leaving with the money or breaking some bones. You know, yeah. kind of, he's a tough guy. He looks, but um, yeah, he plays a character, Cooley. And so I, Moose, I'm cool with calling yeah. him Moose because Cooley is, it's a slur. It is. And I'm not going to sit here for the next 45 minutes. He looks a lot it. like Yul Brenner in this movie because they shave his head. He, he was like, I mean. Uh, uh, can I correct you just a little bit and say he would be Yul Brenner's stunt double? Yes. <laughs> You know, because Yule Brenner was kind of pretty. Yes. This guy, this guy has a tough face. He has a tough face. He, he was he first. Pretty. He was a, so went to school, got a law degree, and realized he makes a, such a big guy more money as a wrestler. And then acting found him, but he has a JD. And then he was the first president of the Cauliflower Club, and he started it, which is a nonprofit organization for former, like, wrestlers oh. but he has more acting credits than anybody else on this movie he acted until the day he passed like in 1995 he lived a long life and he acted up until movies in 1995 well, he's in dick tracy yeah the, the 1991 well because well he's kind he of was, he was in the original dick tracy yes. serial and so he could be like the al leong yeah. of his generation you know because it's like it is a huge huge list of credits yeah but you know, it's it's mostly he's, he's, he was he's ne- he was ne- he was never the star. No, no. I but what he's what he's what he's good in this. But yeah, yeah what, we're gonna call him Moose. Yeah. And when you do watch it or look this up, yeah. it's his name and is a, yeah. is a slur. Did so so I'm gonna and I don't mean to put you on a spot, but since you took a class, the beginning of this movie has a credit I've never ever seen on a movie where it thanks the extras, and it's a long paragraph, and. I, I've never seen something like I, that done during this period or after this period, but it's like a long pair of like, hey, we want to thank all the people who show up here to be background characters. I, I've, I've, I've never seen that. It's it's the first time I've seen it. And I mean, we, we talked about it. Joseph von Sternberg, He's, he was a pain in the butt. He was. And it almost makes you wonder if like somebody put that in after the fact because he's such a jerk. And they're just like, we should thank, because he was a jerk to these people. Yeah. I don't know, because I've never seen it. There's no other movie. There's no I, other movie I that I compare it to. Like, yeah. why, why, why a thank you card at the very beginning of the movie? Yeah, because <laughs> Joseph, because he, does, he doesn't have a major directing credit until Macau, which we also did it off the top of my head. I, can't, I don't know why I didn't yeah. write it down, but Macau, which number it was, but we did that. Also in the Far East, also one of the reasons I picked this beer East LA, because we go, we're going to the east. We're going to the east. We're the far east, the far east. not East LA. Even though most of the sets were built on the old Hal Roach studio back lot, which yeah. I think is now like housing development. I will say <laughs> visually, this movie is stunning. It is. Like, uh, when, when Even the, the casino scenes. Oh, great. when we're introduced to the casino, there's the overhead slow track. It is such a great shot. And it's it you see the it's circles, like concentric circles, almost like the nine levels of hell. Yeah. Because this movie is just steeped in Shanghai and decadence yep. and people living kind of fringe lifestyles. I mean, that's kind of and, and the original source was a play yep. where it was a brothel, it wasn't a casino. And Mother Ginsling was Mother Goddamn. And it was um more drugs like heroin as opposed to 
alcohol. Yeah. And the Hayes Code, early on, tons of people tried to make this, because I think the play came out in 1920. Tons yeah. of people tried, even during the silent era, to make this a play. And no one could get made because of all the issues. And this was the final, like, they were able to get this made, and they but they did make changes, and they brought in some characters like... But one of the things that I think we may have discussed this, but I know it was something we talked about in school with, with the Hayes Code, was it did make directors and writers sort of, they were almost, for, it was sort of interesting because it, it made them more creative because you had to find ways around it. Like you, you, you mentioned yeah. one of the characters, the character who was used and abused by Mother Ginsling, yeah. her name is Poppy. And in the original play... It was opium, you know, so, a derivative of the poppy. Yeah. So you had to find these ways around the Hays Code to sort of tell your story without you can't explicitly yeah. do it. So it is interesting how they do that. Because yeah. there's a lot of hints that. Wink, even, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, like even when they end up, like, well, let's kick us off the, how the movie begins. We get the titles that you're talking about, and then it talks about Shanghai as this sort of decadent world, and it's a mystery, and it's dreamlike, and ooh, look out, what's going on in Shanghai? Almost feels like a, a musical. So Very much so. Yeah, and we get a traffic cop, which is great, because the traffic cop, he's directing foot traffic. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I didn't look it up, but it's most likely a white dude playing... A Sikh. And, and it's almost like... <laughs> exactly. Also, and, it's, it's all the background characters, they got, you know... Um, Asian actors in Hollywood at the time to play the background characters. But all the main characters, they're like, you know what? We can't do that. So we're just going to get white actors and have you portray Asian actors, Persian actors, and we'll we'll go we'll go from there. Yes, <laughs> but the background, we're gonna be authentic in our uh, background. Yeah, exactly. But up front, we can't possibly have a an Asian person playing an Asian character. Exactly people wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just common. That, yeah. that wasn't even yeah. thought of as, you know, people weren't going, why are you doing that? Yeah. It was, that was acceptable. But yeah, we have this great, and, and we get introduced immediately to Phyllis Brooks plays Pomeroy. Yeah. I was Daddy. calling Daddy Pomeroy. Yeah. And she's awesome. She is like the classic noir mole. Yeah. She's a tough talking kid. And she's from Jersey. Was it Jersey? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. She's from Brooklyn. And she's just tough talking. And she's, she's been just like dropped into this place where nobody speaks her language. She gets herself in some trouble. So, yeah, because she's not paying her bills at her hotels. But my curious thing, and this is where it gets the hint at the, what the original movie is, why is she there? What What is she doing for a living? I, right? Well, she she, because she was with Guy, Sir Guy. Yeah. I guess, what should we they, call they him had, Sir Guy? They had dinner in they, Singapore. They had a, Yeah, they yeah. had dinner. She was hanging with him for a while. But So Singapore... My, I don't know that area that well. Or Singapore and Shanghai. Are, Singa, Singapore, are they, I would I would say it's probably definitely that, south and probably a little southeast of Shanghai. Shanghai would it be how distance wise is it like Vegas from here? Ah, oh, LA to uh, Vegas. I don't know, <laughs> but they seem to like bop off to Singapore. Yeah. Right? So, but yeah, so she's there. But I think yeah, how is she getting through? Is yeah. uh, you know. Who knows with Dottie Pomeroy? Yeah. She could be a pickpocket. She's a tough cookie. I love her. She's one of my favorite characters in this movie. But also a character not in the original play that they wrote into this because she serves a pivotal plot device. Yes. And also it's kind of comic relief at yeah. odd times. Yeah. But it's I love it. it it's not it's not like it's, it doesn't throw you out of the story. It's sort of true to the character that she's just a goofball who sort of tough talks her way through the world. And the outfits 
what's his name? Cassini. Yes. Who was Oleg Cassini? Who was married to um, uh, our our star Gene Tierney, Tierney um, at that time, or either they met they met or they were married at that time. But Dude, the, the, the dresses were like pretty pretty awesome amazing yeah. Uh, yeah that was one thing jane would walk through and she, i said you might want to check this movie out with me and she ne- didn't watch the whole thing but she'd walk through and she she'd see mother ginseng she'd go that is a great look and i said right you might want to check this movie out it's yeah. fun but yeah visually this movie is very very cool i would love to see this in a theater yeah that would be pretty neat so so um we dotty is being escorted to the this police officer because she hasn't paid her bills but Dr. Omar and his associate, um, Percival. Yes. <laughs> He's got this long name, Percival Hall, something, yeah. something, but I was just calling him Percival yeah. in the interest of brevity. He, uh, <laughs> they see her and they realize, oh, she would make a great employee of Mother Ginsley. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, if it's a casino in this movie, is she just like a torch singer or a cigarette lady? But in the old in the play, you know exactly. <laughs> yes, they're they're trolling for yeah, you know prostitutes. Yes, yeah. exactly. But she does. She's she's a she's a tough you know yeah. somebody that you would. First of all, they see her. She's she's adorable. Yeah, like that's the first thing you notice. And Omar is he's a ladies' man. He's kind of a playboy. He's a cadge. Yes. They're, he's always trying to bum smokes. He's Victor Mature. Yes, who, uh, you know. He's a handsome fella. <laughs> yeah, handsome. He had a lot of big, like, Kiss of Death, Simon Delia, Samson Delia, The Robe. And then he was like, you know what? Never really cared for acting. Gonna retire. And then they kept pulling him back in to play roles and sometimes caricatures of himself because he was a good-looking guy and kind of one of these people just casually walked in that. Like, I think, you know, he, he had a career but was never his – favorite he, he said Ca- he made enough casual. money that's a good that's goes, a good name for it he goes i made enough money like retire so i, I imagine him out there on the golf links you know sunning himself yeah doing everything <laughs> casual yeah. right? and this he, he's just like he's draped over his, yeah. you know his little feigning couch reading yeah. and he's just he moves with like this languidness yeah. he's fantastic and at one point he i think he has a line where he goes you know i'm proud to say i've never paid for anything exactly <laughs> he's a he's a leech, he's, but he does. Um, he's like, yeah, Mother he has a playboy. Things, uh, you know, dirty work that needs to be done. I imagine. Yes, and I, and I I feel like he does. Uh, he plays a couple roles for her. He'll bring ladies to her yeah. that she'll turn into you know quote yeah. unquote workers, but also he brings he brings ladies in to throw their money into the casino. Yeah, that's one of his things. He's that. Like, what's your he could, role? He could get He's, those wealthy, you know... Liaison. Uh, I'm yeah, a liaison yeah, from other ginslings. Basically a gigolo is what Absolutely. he Absolutely. Yep, 100% <laughs> playboy gigolo. They're, you know, hey, you know, if you, if you can pull it off, yeah. why not? So they bring Dottie over to Mother Ginsling's casino, and you have, like, opening great Never scene. closes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of this huge, which is, like, it seems chaos, like managed chaos that, is going on. I wrote that down, too. It's in, in a lot of the shots, they're so, like, people on top of people. It's claustrophobic. It's just this great shot. Like I said, it's almost this the concentric circles, yeah. the rings of hell moving in. And a lot of Russians because they're pointing out that Shanghai is this, you know, crossroads. And I don't, I can't remember at the time if this was a British protectorate like Singapore was at that time, but the British seem to have something going on with, you know, Sir Guy coming in. But, um, 
Yeah, a lot of different languages being spoken here. It French, is. Crossroads you know. is a great yeah. way of putting it. It's a crossroads of the world where people are, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm whatever, you know, what, what did the bartender say? He's a, what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm whatever my passport, whatever passport I can get. Exactly. And he's like, the more I'm in countries, the more I don't want to be a part of one, yeah. you know. And then you're introduced to our, I guess she's one of the femme fatales, Jean Turney as Poppy Smith, a.k.a. Victoria Chartiris. Yes. Sir She's Guy's great. daughter. She's great. She's she, I, I fa- sometimes I found her like her, her annoying in terms of her just like, she is someone, a, she's a petulant child who always got her way. Oh, Oh, trust me in real life. Yeah. I, you, I, <laughs> I've bumped into people like this and it did not go well. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, but she does it great. I mean, because she did, there were times I wanted to punch the TV because she was so, she was such a jerk to everybody. She's spoiled right off the bat. She's just rude. Yeah. She brought, a guy brought her, she she just has completed finishing school and she has a date and right away she's with this date and this guy's like, He's, he's a dork. I mean, oh, my way. God. Dude, Downton Abbey. You know, <laughs> oh, 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 this is quite exciting. Yeah. You know, because they're out in Shanghai. And yeah. uh, he knows Mother Gensling. So he knows it's a famous place. They're like, ooh, we're in this. So, you know, you're just like rubbing shoulders with the mob. It'd be like back in the day, I guess, if you're in New York and you go to a bar and it's like mobsters. You're like, ooh. But yeah, this guy is such a dork. He is. But she catches, she sees Dr. Omar and she right away, she's like, that's a fella for me. Um, and she does give her alias as Poppy Smith, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because Mother, Mother Dinsling, did, she, and she goes, yeah, this is my brother. Mother, Mother yeah. Dinsling goes, yeah, that's not your brother and your name is yeah. Poppy Smith. Exactly. You, you don't get anything by Mother Dinsling. When she makes her entrance, yeah. it is it is a sight to behold. Yeah. Ona Munson, the hair, everything, the way she carries herself, you just, like, that's a person that commands attention. She's great when she enters a room. Yeah. And she has, you know, there's a strange thing with a guy and a gun. <laughs> I don't know if we need to go to, I don't. No, but, you know, I, my initial notes, I was writing about that. And then I said, what is the point? You yeah. know, this guy, this guy's just a, a, a loser. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, dude, it's a casino. <laughs> degenerate gambler. Exactly. <laughs> just a degenerate gambler, which I'm like, you know what? Here's, here's Jane and I were talking about. It. Here's me gambling. I make a bet with you. We make a bet and I go, no points, nothing. We just bet when uh, lose, uh, and it's a beer or a burger. Uh, That's kind of how it works. I never got into the whole gambling thing. It's like, and it starts making my head hurt when you see some of the stuff going, the uh, odds and all that. Yeah. I just go. Because they're playing roulette, you know, which and, is a sucker's game. Yeah. I, to me, all of it is. There's no skill in just guessing where the ball's gonna bounce. I'm like, how does anybody ever win? <laughs> and then, but mother during this during this period of like demonstrating uh, Mother Ginseng's power of all the people, like they know her place. She gets some bad news, Michael. The commi- This commissioner fella comes in and they're all these white dudes. Yeah. And they're just, they, they, everybody throws off these like casually racist things. <laughs> Looking at it from today, today's perspective, there's like a lot of wincing. Yeah. Like they're just laughing and going like, me likey. And, yeah. and you're like, whoa. Yeah, because even the, the main culprit of that is one of her staff members, Caesar Hawkins, who has a crutch. <laughs> and he is like the worst culprit of the whole, like he is like this yes guy who's, 
as long as she's giving him power, he is super mean to everybody. And then when he meets powerful people or she puts him in a place, then he's like, oh, I'm just kind of an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's one of those people that he speaks and giggles. Yes. Like everything's a giggle and he's just like, oh, me likey. And it's just, oh, it's yeah. so off-putting. But anyway, she's given some bad news. The commission comes in and says, hey, Mother Ginsling, we're here to tell you, you got to close down. And she, you just love her reaction. She doesn't give a hoot. She goes, yeah, whatever. You're always trying this thing. No, you're going to have to shut down. There's this new fella. He's... There's a new There's a new guy in town. New rules are being made. Do you need to get that? No. Oh, no. And, 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 and you have to move to, is it the Chinese yeah, part like of the city? Yeah, like a bad part of the city. Yeah. And she's, she goes, who the hell is going to go there? Yeah. And and they're like, I'm ah, so sorry. We're sorry. Just Chinese New Year. That's you. You got like five weeks to get this done, which just from the sense of of a, of we never find out what Sir Guy's he wants to get everybody out of there. I'm guessing to develop yeah, or something. I, I feel like he's a he's a commercial real estate developer. He's gonna yeah. put some condos or some mansions. But when you, you know. think about it, just from a, the the viewpoint of doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Wouldn't you think like a casino, yeah. that's a moneymaker. We yeah. can get a lot of money from this. Yeah. Just from that drawing money, why would you do this? I don't really get it yeah, myself. Yeah, it doesn't give in to like, Except it, it moves the plot along. Yeah. This is like the main crux. Yeah. So that's what they tell her. They're, they're like. Yeah. And so she decides, I need to find out everything about this person who's stepping to town, like forcing these commissioners to make me move. And so she sends out her minions, like, discover whatever's going on, you know, with with this person who they realize is an Englishman. They've seen Sir Guy Charteris. 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 Played by uh, Walter Houston. So John Houston's dad, Angelica Houston's grandfather. Grandfather. And don't forget Danny Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Danny yeah. Houston. Isn't, Dan- isn't it Danny? Oh, it might be. I just, I remember, because uh, he directed, John Houston directed his dad in uh, the, what's it? The, oh, I'm going to have to look it up now. Um, the Treasure of Sierra Madre. Yeah, Danny Houston. Danny Houston. Yeah, this I guy. I can't picture him. Oh, that's Angelica Houston's, I never half, put that person half together. Half brother? Yeah. He's a great actor. He's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. I, lo- I love yeah. him. But, but, and I feel like I just, I got to know him. I think first in a movie called The Proposition, which was a it was a oh, an Australian was, oh yeah Western movie with, yeah with Nick Cave I think he appears in the movie or does the and soundtrack I think he does the soundtrack yeah and, and Guy Pierce Guy Pierce yes cool movie uh, cool Western a, a guy when I used to, I, before I moved out here I I managed a pub and I had a, a one of our regulars had a nice projector and I would show movies on Sunday night. And one of our, some of the guys were really into movies, you know, beer and beer, they love yeah. movies. And um, one of the guys, before I left, he gave me that as a gift. He bought the proposition oh, nice. for me and, and he said, he's like, I love this movie. And I watched it. I went, this is, it's an intense movie. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie though. But Danny Houston's fantastic. Yeah. Angelica Houston's I never, I never part, pictured it as part of this family. or like that. That's when he says like, oh, I, I bet now yeah. if you go and watch, you, yeah. you might go, oh yeah. Yes. That, they see some resemblance and everything like that. But I, you know, so this. This movie has Hollywood, particularly bonafides, bonafides, buddy. <laughs> like old Broadway and like early film, like a lot of people. Yeah. silent movie. Yeah, but, well, when you think about 1941, yeah. 
it's you you have all of that can still exist where you have the talkies you have yeah. people that were able to transition from silent That's, movies to talkies you have joseph von sternberg yeah. who was directing silent yeah. movies and he made the transition very well so so it turns out that Dottie now has a purpose because she provides Miss uh, Madame Ginsling. I, I, I keep I, I, wanting to say something else, but it's like, Ginsling? Seriously? <laughs> I kind of like Mother Ginsling is a pretty cool name, I think. I don't know. Well, at that point, you know, this beer is pretty downright awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you like it. Cheers. Nice. Thank you, Angry Horse. And like you said, 7.2%. So, you know, not not too much. No. It's not too crazy. You know, but I mean you don't want to do this and go hang gliding probably. No, no. Drink a bunch of these. But you could. You could gamble. I, I kinda like I, I <laughs> that I mean, there's a reason last time we were in Vegas, I, the only reason I I do any gambling is they come around with free alcohol. They, I say, How much do I owe? And they go, We we just, you know, tip and I'm like, Well, here you go. Here's a bunch of cash. Keep keep them coming. And I'm just playing like whatever the penny slots, whatever the cheapest <laughs> slot is. I'm like, I just want to be here because they're going to catch on if I'm just standing they're here. Putting one penny at a time. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. They're like, he's just getting free drinks. Kick him out. But um, I don't, I'm not sure what, it's a, it's a cool label. I, I don't know what that gateway is. Whenever I see that, it makes me think of the, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, there's some palm trees. Anymore, when I see that, I think of that new. They have like um, the cool classic car. So that and, and and it probably has nothing to do with it, but that little arch over in the label, you know, when they when Frank Gehry they pulled down the old Sixth Street Bridge, that kind of looked more like the old Sixth Street Bridge. But that Frank Gehry new design bridge has loops on it, but it looks a little more futuristic. But it probably has nothing to do with it. But anyway, maybe it's something in bon- Montebello. You know, it's something I could have researched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really kind of dropped the ball on that one michael anywho, anywho back to the movie, back to the movie. <laughs> so yeah but i love pomeroy because we see mother jensen's all hmm this chart chartreuse fellow who is it and like, oh, i know him yeah. <laughs> he and i used to do this we hung out with him for a while he's a nice good looking gentleman and yeah. he does this thing where he just reaches up Reaches up towards the ceiling for no reason. He just does it. I don't know. Maybe he's stretching. And this makes Mother Jin slang. She goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's this, I know that. I got to ask Jason after watching this movie a few times, does he ever do it? No. I never see him do it. <laughs> I, I didn't it's, see it, him ever just randomly reach to the ceiling. But it's it's a hint that they needed to put in so that Mother Jin sling mad at Mother Jinsling. You can just call her mother. Jins, like she she knows who recognition. This is. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, what uh, I love is she goes, uh, by the way, does he have blue eyes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that just like one of the most popular yeah, exactly. colored eyes? It's, it's like, no, did he have blue eyes? Yellow. Did, excuse me, did, did he have red? Did he have two ears? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> can only be that man. <laughs> but she also lets her know that that Poppy Smith young lady is going around throwing some money around, that that's actually his daughter, Victoria. Oh. Mother Jensling goes, hmm. <laughs> and her machinations start working on what she's planning to do. And this is where I think, to me, is when the movie kind of, there's this, a little sag in the middle where it's like, it's okay, we're going to basically 
get Victoria to become a degenerate gambler, an <laughs> alcoholic, fall in love with Dr. Omar, and Omar just like treat her like trash. And they and they spend some time on this where I'm like, okay, and then there's a couple sub-characters who come in. What is it, an hour and 38 minutes? Yeah. And I think you could have trimmed, you could have got yeah. that to an hour and a half. You could have trimmed eight yeah. minutes out of there and not lost anything. Yeah. But I, there's still a lot I like. Yes. And I will say real quick, Dottie Pomeroy has the one, it's one of the things I love is she goes, when she's talking about dating uh, Charteris, she, she, she goes, yeah, we had to do it on the QT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that old timey phrase, and she—that's how she delivers her yeah, lines. It's exactly. Just great. Just, hey, we had to do it on the QT. <laughs> and you're right; she serves as a comic relief every time this movie gets a little like. Mm, she's like, "We'll bring her in and have her throw some lines around." I mean, because this is like this is heavy subject yeah. matter. This is just people looking to get vengeance. The whole thing is based on Mother Gensling. I can get vengeance on anyone. She holds a dinner for people who have to be there because she's got dirt on them. Yeah, I can destroy you. <laughs> I got beef, man, I, and I can destroy your life yeah. if you don't do what I say. Like that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that is the whole thing, and you don't realize it's the reveal at the end, like who um, Sir Guy is. Which okay, jumping ahead, I'm jumping ahead yeah. here. Is it kind of a little unbelievable that Mother Ginsling didn't sort of go, huh? This poppy girl might be my daughter. Yeah, there was. She had a baby with this guy, <laughs> you know, whatever, 20 years ago. Or yeah. let's just say yeah. and Poppy is 20. She's so smart. She knows yeah. everything. Nothing slips by Mother Gensling. Don't you think it's a little odd that at no point she, she, she thought, I wonder, that could be my daughter. Yeah, no, I, I'm surprised too that she didn't think about that. Um, and. Or, you know, her thought is like, oh, this whole time my husband's having someone on the side and this is that person's daughter, which would make things even worse. But yeah, it it, it, it surprised me that she didn't see that. And also like, come on, I think most people are going to recognize their child. There's going to be some resemblance, you know? I, I, not having any kids, yeah. I, I wouldn't know, but I there is something. And, and I just feel... It was something yeah. I, that has gnawed at me yeah. and I wrote it at the end of my notes. I wanted to bring it up that... It, it just seems a little strange that, and then she's so surprised when when he goes, "That's I didn't yeah. want to do this, but that's your daughter," and she's going, "No, no, <laughs> like she's." All, I go, "Wait, why are you?" I guess it makes perfect sense. You remember the baby we had twenty years ago? Yeah. It's that twenty-year-old person yeah. right there, <laughs> and I cannot control her. I've tried, and I'm like, "Has he really tried?" Because she clearly oh. has put no limits on her ever. You know? Jason, like at one point when when he when he talks about it, yeah, you've been overdrawing. Yeah. I, I bought this. She sells a necklace, yeah. which she goes through these great levels where where she tells she's gambling. And, she, and Omar is very much, he encourages her, keep oh, yeah. gambling. And then she, at first she tells him, you know, just so you know, I can stop whenever I want. And the next time we see her, you just, she's got that gam, degenerate yeah. gambling look. <laughs> and he gets her to hawk her necklace, yeah. which again, Shanghai, so yeah. nasty, so corrupt. I love the guy who goes, that's worth $700 after a few deductions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad buys it back, pays off gambling. He goes, yeah, you've been doing all this. And he goes, I'm sending you to Singapore. Someday we'll sit and laugh about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've just been going around getting drunk, making a fool of yourself, being rude to people, and spending lavishly. Yeah. And Mother Ginseng, like, she constantly is like, oh, I'll extend you more credit. I'll extend you a low. <laughs> what, 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 the, that, that saying, you know, about give someone enough rope to hang themselves. Yes. Like she just keeps feeding her rope. Like, here you go. 
I'm going to let you just do what you want. And Poppy is just belligerent throughout. Again, yeah, like you said, horribly unlikable character. And Jean Tierney's fantastic because she sells it. It's always something like when you hate a character so much, like that's just great acting, you know, because somebody takes that role and just makes you go, I hate that person. Yeah, because that that scene where she's, you know, she does fall in love with Dr. Omar. There's a scene where she's banging on his door and she's like goes into hysterics. And then when he comes out, finds like, oh, she's like, I'm like, she, to that person is like, I'll get extremely angry. Then say, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean that. And it just like, it's like, oh my gosh, she's awful. You know? But I love, he just doesn't care no, because he doesn't. he's sitting in this chair. Because it's his job for him. He's laying know? back in a chair, reading a book and he's just kind of, and then when, even when he just like, it's ennui yeah. and he's just, when he goes to put his book down, he yeah. does it in such a bore, like, oh. Oh, you know what? I've let her. She's just wearing herself out. I'm going to just go get her. Let's go. And she, of course, she comes in and she gets jealous because she finds a powder puff. Yeah. And thinks, oh, Pomeroy's been here. Yeah, because there's a scene with Dottie with the powder puff that, you know. Oh, it's great because she walks in. She's got great dress on. She walks in, sasses the bartender. It takes a big powder puff out and, like, blows in his face. That, That bartender, he was Russian. And there's one line that catches me when they keep referring to him as, like, boy. You know, and he's like, I'm 49 years old. I'm like, man, that is a rough 49 years old. Dude, I'm 49. (laughs) When we're recording this, I'm 49 years old. And I kept looking at the guy and I went, Jesus, do I look like Like that? Men men of that time period, when you're 49, like that's like, that's near the end of your life. Crap. Do I look that bad? It was another source of comic relief and everything like that of that movie. Yeah, all these little weird asides where he and another Russian, like, oh, you know, we meet. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So, but the whole thing, Mother Jensling is going to have this New Year's Eve, Chinese New Year's. Yeah. Going to have a dinner, invite all these folks. And an invitation, and, and she's telling her Caesar Hawkins, her. Her, I guess, one of her other, her minions, the the giggly laughing guy with the crutch. I need you to send these people invitations. And he's like, well, they're not going to accept. And he's like, we really shouldn't do it. And she's like, send them invitations. And so one invitation goes to Sir Guy. And he, you see his nice palatial estate. And he has his attache telling him, like, pick up that phone. Like, he's ordering this guy around. <laughs> and he's like, what's this invitation for? He's like, at first, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to go and see it. He's, then, like, weirdly charmed and yeah. curious about He's like, this woman, I'm kicking her out of her casino. I'm shutting her down. And she's inviting me to a dinner. Kind of, you know, like, he admires, yeah. like, there's some brass here. And I kind of want to see what's going on. And that's a point where it's an odd thing where, do you think she set, sent, Moose Rickshaw, do you think he's the one who delivered the message, the invitation? Because all of a sudden there's a crash and a, a stone or something goes through one of those windows, and he looks out and he sees um, Moose standing there just looking at him, and for like he pulls it like there's there's this seems a little odd where does he like. Because then he's like, I want to send this person to prison. And he's like, and then Moose is saying like he doesn't understand English. It's Speaks a weird, Russian. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and he again, he, he says he's too big to be a Chinese. I think yeah. a Chinese. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> like dude, dude, come on, stop. <laughs> players in the NBA. <laughs> and then so and then he's like, well, send him there. He's like, well, no prisons gonna be able, to, no Chinese prisons gonna be able to hold him. And so they're like, ah, oh, well, I guess let him loose. But it's that interaction where all of a sudden her guy goes back and he's like, you know what? I do want to go to that uh, dinner. 
and I'm, I'm that that I'm not sure if Mother Ginsling sent Moose there to antagonize him to say like, listen, you need to go or well, you know. I'll tell you because something we didn't mention earlier was Sir Guy has a meeting. Mother Ginsling sets it up so he can't get his car. Oh, that's right. Can't come get him. <laughs> yeah. Like he can't get anything. He ends up having to take a rickshaw. She's because he she he won't take her phone call. Yeah. And so she goes, I, my take is she's saying, all right, I'm going to flex. I'm going to show yeah. you don't mess with me you because he ends up having to take yeah. a rickshaw home and that's moose takes yeah. him and starts going the wrong way yeah. so it's kind of funny but it's like i think she, that set it up where he sees this guy again and he goes oh that yeah. there's a connection here and maybe i need to start taking this a little more seriously maybe this is a an adversary that is kind of someone i need to deal with yeah. that's my take no, on it that probably yeah uh, but that leads to this lavish dinner party that she is going to have. And there's something that's pointed out, like I was looking at notes and facts and trivia about this movie, that that design that's in the background, um, it's constantly pointed, and I did not verify if this is true, but every, from TCM to IMDb to things this movie say that Luke K, or Key, K-E-Y-E, who played Cato, in um, the um, oh okay, not only that, but you're he was the old man in um, I think uh, Gremlins. Um, he painted that, he, or he designed that. Oh, and it constantly points out. I'm like, oh, okay, like, and it's it's on all these sites they put that trivia. And I'm like, that's a strange piece of trivia to put that, that on is, all these sites. That is the a serious thing. piece of trivia, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, the big dinner. Yeah, the big dinner. Ah, which is you know time. Kind of finishing the last of my getting early. I'm get I'm getting I'm getting done early over here. Uh East LA IPA. Fantastic. Yeah. This is this is one of those, it's like there's no fuss, no muss IPA. It's like just a good drinking beer. Cascade Amarillo um hops, I would imagine. Little little bite, little uh kind of almost the uh not the fruit, but the the uh the rind sort of yeah. that. What's that? Um, the Citrus. Pith, the pith. pith, pith. <laughs> is the pith the white stuff the on pith it? Is the yeah. white stuff. And I'm yeah, I'm th- yeah. The peel. It's yeah. A, there's a little bit of that nice peel that you get. It's a just a good beer. That is, is tasty. Thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, always appreciate. Angry and, Horse. Was that? Uh, did they tell you anything about the the name or? No, no. I I, I didn't get anything about. Um, the owner maybe I think was into horses. Okay. Actually, the day we went in, I think it was like the day after their anniversary party. Oh, nice. So it was super quiet. There was one person <laughs> working, and so we had it. You know, we had a captive audience where I could ask a bunch of questions, and I think they were horse related. There, but I don't quote me on this. But yeah, the the dinner. This is where the line. You you like the Chinese New Year, but it's said it's. Set, I mean, say it. <laughs> it's like, you likey the Chinese New Year. <laughs> That's Sir Guy to Moose. Yeah. There's a lot of that yeah. in this. And it's, it's it, again. It, and that line's important because it becomes a bookend to this movie. Yep. It's a, there's a callback. Yeah. I do believe we say nowadays. But yeah, all these people are there. The, 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 and there's always this woman, the overweight, annoying, loud, shrill woman 
who passes out when things like she faints when things get too much too much for her. Well, yeah, when, when she's faced with her own you know inadequacies, you know, because she says she owns the building, Mother Ginsling's yeah. place. She owns the building, right? I kept going yeah. back. What is what? Right. So Mother Ginsling has had all these people here, and she's got something on all. And she kind of just keeps sort of, Sir Guy shows up and everyone's like, ooh, hey, yeah. this guy did show up. Daddy see, goes and says hi to him and everything. And he goes, you in trouble? From the looks of, <laughs> looks of it, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. And she has a really nice gown on. <laughs> Great. She's, she's a dish. And he sees Omar and he goes, oh, didn't think I'd see you so soon, you know, since I bought the necklace. The necklace yeah. that she pawned, she pocked. Omar sold back to her dad. And I think he did that on purpose. Like, I think that was an intent to say, listen, look what your daughter's, like, look how degenerate your daughter has gotten into. Oh, but also I, I think it, it it was a way of Omar just going, uh, can I get a little side money? Like, yeah. he, he took a little cut off the top. Yeah. You know, it's like that guy's just a, he is just like the playboy. He's a little yeah. whatever you want to call it. But Mother Ginsling starts throwing, you know, Throwing some things out there. She's chumming the water, so to speak. Like, people start going, I'm out of here. And she goes, sit down, or I'll start talking about what happened here. And they go, whoa, okay, okay. (laughs) Little skeleton in my closet there. And she has it out with her guy, starts telling him, you know, you don't remember me. And he goes, I don't know who you are. She goes, you are a liar. You are a liar. You know me. And it turns out that Mother Ginseng... Sir Guy under a different name because he did he wanted to hide what he was doing in um, he didn't want to use his family influence. He had married had had met you know had a romantic relationship and married this woman twenty years ago, and he was trying to start his own business away from his family, and she gave him money, and then she was pregnant. It's never explained like how she had the child and something happened, both her child and Sir Guy disappeared. And she was she was left on her own. Yeah, left on her own. And then she was like washed down the street or something because they're showing a scene that they're play acting a scene where women are sold basically as basically what amounts to like trafficking. Yeah. And she's like, this is basically what happened to me. Yeah. And she Percival had- came and found me and like, She has a line, and it's haunted me ever since I heard it, where she talks about the soles of my feet were cut open and pebbles were sewn inside so I couldn't run away. That has been like, that is, I I just can't get past it. I just thought, what kind of freak comes up with that? You know, because that was just very upsetting to me. (laughs) And I don't, I never bothered to look up if that was an actual thing. Well, I know foot binding was up until a certain point. But yeah, that seemed harsh. I d- and, dude. Yeah. And then Sir Guy, you know, he he says, okay. Like and, and he he actually says, I never and well he doesn't he doesn't have a chance to say it to her. But what comes out is he goes, I put her money in a bank for her. It's still available. Yeah. Like but, I never but, touched that money. Because that then hers. she she brings out Poppy. Yeah. Says, and she's like, oh, surprise, yeah. she didn't get her flight home like you wanted, because <laughs> Planes can fly back too. She looks very different. She's dressed up as like an. Yeah. Esca- she doesn't look like the same person. Her no. hair's down. Looks like somebody out of Dynasty or or you know the old show Dynasty or Dallas. I mean, she really does. Yeah. And she's all kind of dressed up as like she looks like an escort. She does. And she comes out. She's drunk and she's being a jerk to her yeah. dad and everybody that within 
shouting distance is being, you know, just abused by this person. And Sir Guy ends up basically going like, you know, fine, you got, you got your, you got what you wanted. Yeah. I'm leaving. And he does. He tells, was it Hawkins? Yeah. I think, let her know. I never touched her money. He's I like, put first it of all, 20,000. That's what my daughter owes yeah. in, in gambling debts. Yeah. Come by and get that. Yeah. And then. Number two, hurt the money. He goes, I never stole it from her. He goes, I put it in the bank for her. It's still available for her if she wants it. Yeah. And, you know, also like that's her daughter. Yeah. Well, they, they leave. Yeah, yeah. They leave, and she sneaks away to go back. Yeah. And then he he wants to go back. She goes in, of course. Yeah. And makes a spectacle. She finds Omar and Pomeroy, yeah. and and Sir Guy comes in and he confronts, you know, Mother yeah. Mother Ginsling, and they they kind of have it out. And he finally says, "It's I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. That's your daughter, you know." And and he has a line. Who who would boast of a child being yours? Oh, because she's sort of saying you're making this up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that is a nasty yeah. one. That is rude. That is that's like going low. So yeah, Mother Ginsling goes in and says, I'll go talk to her. She goes in and <laughs> Poppy's about to shoot Pomeroy. Because yeah. yeah. basically she's telling everybody how hard she has it. Yeah. Pomeroy's going, she didn't, she came from nothing. And she's saying, you're kind of a jerk. Pomeroy's the only one speaking yeah. truth to this girl, saying, you know, I I came from nothing. You're a jerk. You don't know how good you have it. You're shut up. And Omar's just like kind of going, bah, yeah. bah, who am I going to use next? Who, who's going to buy me drinks next, guys? Exactly. <laughs> and, and Poppy's like pulling a gun out on the Omar stops her. Throws the gun, it slides across the table, stops right at Mother Mother Ginsling. Yeah. And she picks up that gun, and then Poppy Victoria, her daughter, starts <laughs> insulting her mom. Bad, bad, bad idea. Yeah, and <laughs> this is where, you know, I think Mother Ginsling, she's she's real, realized, okay, like this child was stolen from me, and look what a horrible person she turned out to be and the insults keep flying and then all of a sudden you hear she shoots her shoots her daughter (laughs) (laughs) to death (laughs) and then she has a great line she looks at Percival and she goes we can't bribe we're not going to bribe the cops this time are we yeah and then we go outside where sir guy is standing there next to the rickshaw (laughs) and the rickshaw goes he goes you lucky Chinese New Year? Which sounds just like how you'd end the line. Like he's saying it sarcastically. Like he he goes, see what happens. Like you know, it's Chinatown. Yeah, it's Shanghai. Yeah, it's Shanghai. It's Shanghai, Shanghai, baby. And then we go to the, end up with a shot of the overhead of the casino. casino. That's, that's it. That's a downer. It is. So, I, I like it though. Yeah, it reminds me of a modern, like a, a you know, um, what is it? at Madam Butterfly or um, one, of, one of these, you know, melodramatic, melodram- melodramatic plays that dealt with, you know, loss during this time. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I got it. I, I kind of think that it'll be interesting to see this, this movie redone now. Yeah. Somebody, somebody take this on because I think it is ripe for a remake. Yeah, because it, it was a stage play. So it was originally yeah. written as a play. So And, and the themes are still there. It's like it's not something that's outdated. I, I mean, yeah. a lot of the, the language. Yeah. Is that, but you wouldn't have that. No. You know, and you could 
completely eliminate that and you don't lose any story. You actually, you're good. You could flesh this out. It'd be great. Um, would you recommend it? I would. I had not seen it. Um, I do find it has a sagging middle a bit because this is a noir with a lot of melodrama. Like you're trying to turn this person into like a degenerate and there's a lot of sub characters from like, they're just trying to show Madame Ginsling has a lot of power over people and you know, how you can, you know, lose your own sense of power when you're throwing your life into vice. Um, but it's good. It's different. It's, it's with, what's his name? Um, Joseph von Sternberg, who, like you said, we discussed him in Macau. He was one of these um, directors and cinematographers who still to this day, I think, like, correct me if I'm wrong, they teach him because of the way he shot uh, his films. But he just became a difficult, difficult person to deal with. Yeah, um, egomaniac. Because he know? taught at UCLA at one point. Like and that, and so. I mean, he was one of the people that made the transition yeah. from silent to talkies, you know. And he, he is. He's, he's, he's an important person, you know. He's an important person in film history. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I thought, this, I thought one strange note was how this movie is related to JFK. So I miss the, that. the actor who plays Dottie Pomeroy. Yeah. Okay. So and, uh, and Phyllis Brooks, Phyllis Brooks and Gene Turney, I think they had they were in some ways friends when they when they were filming Dragonwick. Um, so um, Phyllis Brooks, her husband, she married um, a a Harvard whose roommate was JFK and friends of JFK, who became a politician back east, and that's why she left Hollywood. When they were on on filming Dragonwick in '46, JFK who just you know marshaled out of his service of World War II came to the set met Gene Turney and they dated for a bit. Oh. And then he's like, I'm going into politics. We really can't do anything beyond this. <laughs> so JFK has a little tie to some of these people in this movie. I thought that was, I like, I like that. that he was like, oh, I can't do this. I'm going yeah. into politics. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have a Ferris Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Cause I think Gene Turney, I think she left Hollywood too. And she married like, um, she was married to Cassini, but then I think they were always friends until she passed away. But she married an oil baron and moved to Texas. And that was kind of her life. Both these actresses who are darling and pinups in, like, you know, Jean, she was in Laura, um, yeah. Otto Premagers, and, like, I think they they moved on, you know, they took careers elsewhere and like that. So it was interesting. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 didn't piece of film I didn't catch that. I did not, I did not come across that. <laughs> the beer. Oh, East L.A. Yeah, Angry Horse. East LA, Angry Horse. I, I grabbed a few things from there. Um, loved it all. And I've, I've put some of them, if you look at our Instagram um, or Facebook, you'll see there, I, there are a few things on there. there was, they did a, a, this really big, powerful pumpkin beer. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, that, that, I, that I shared with a buddy. <laughs> no, it was that big. It was like a, it was a pumpkin, pumpkin barley wine. So, yeah, and the, oh, that thing, was, it, it, was a, it was a good sharing beer. But, you know, if I was still a smoker, I'd be like, oh, I have a cigar with this. But Angry Horse, yeah, thank you so much. Um, of course, I picked this movie. I'd recommend it. It's fun. You know, if, you, if you'd if love to dive into the film noir, they can come in all shapes and sizes. This is one to check out, I would say. Like you said, Joseph von Sternberg, if you're into film history, you're going to come across him. He, he is an important, whether a person is an a-hole or not, you still have to see it. Uh, the, I mean, the only the only only thing I would say is that, you know be prepared that 
you, you might go, whoa, yeah, what, what is, hold on a second. <laughs> it's like not profanity, but yeah. it's profane. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you just, a little bit of that. You got to watch it. And, but anytime you're going back into that era. You're going to see a little bit of that. You're going you're gonna to see a lot of that crap. So um, Angry Horse, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, loved it. Love the beer. Good recording. I think that about wraps this one up. This is Beer and Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.